So who do you say that I am? Good morning, Christian America. That's the exact question that Jesus asks his disciples on today's podcast. As we continue our journey through the New Testament, here in, Matt, here in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus asks his followers, who do you say that I am? All these other people say one thing, but I want to know what you think. We want to tell you what Jesus says. We want to tell you what the disciples say. And we also want to tell you what this means. So let's get right down to it. Good morning, Christian America. So good morning, Christian America. Eddie here with the Christian American community and the Christian America T-shirt company coming to you this Wednesday as we continue our journey through the New Testament on the Wednesday podcast here on Good Morning Christian America. The Wednesday podcast, as you should be well aware of because you are loyal uh, viewers of this podcast, loyal uh, listeners of the audio version of this podcast found in any place that they uh, they have podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Shopify, or excuse me, Spotify, or Anchor Podcasts, anywhere that they have podcasts, you are able to get this. So just in case you are not in front of a computer right now, just in case you are not in front of your looking at your Facebook feed right now, or our YouTube channel, and you're listening to it on the audio only podcast, you should be well aware that the Wednesday podcast, the educational podcast of the Good Morning Christian America podcast, we bring to you every week just a snippet. There's a small snippet, a small portion of scripture that we read verbatim. That way, no one can say that we're changing the words or we're changing the meaning of what is being said. We don't want to do that. We don't want to be. Uh, we don't want to be accused of doing that. Far too many people do that, and. Even far more people accuse people of that. So what we do on the Wednesday podcast is we read you this section, not even a whole chapter. Chapters are long and too in-depth, especially we only got 15 to 25 minutes or so that we want to uh, occupy your attention because everyone is busy, but no one should be too busy to at least uh, you know, get a little scripture for 15 to 25 minutes each and every day. And we are trying to bring that value to you guys. That's what we do here in the Christian American community. And so what we're going to do is we're going to read a portion of this scripture and, and then verbatim so you can hear the words that are said. And then we're going to hopefully break it down for you. We're going to talk about what it meant then uh, in the context of it being said and then what it means for us today and how we can use some of these examples, how we can use this scripture in our own daily lives to, Im to improve ourselves, to better ourselves and the selves, uh, ourselves, our family, our community, and our country because that's what's important. The What's important is that not only are we saved through our faith, through God's grace, through his mercy, but then that we encourage other people to go out there and, and, and be born again, to turn away from their old self and torn, turn towards their new self as, and, and stand firm in the full armor of God that believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior and that we interact with one another under that assumption, under that belief, under that knowledge that Jesus is here, he's alive, he's taking a part of our lives, he, he, he knew us and he's known us from the womb to the tomb he's with us and that we should interact with one another we should live out our days as if he's watching because he is and and with all that said i want to get into this so if you have your bibles out please turn or if you're on a 
on your phone, you know, flip to one of the one of the Bible apps and go to Matthew chapter 16, uh, verse 13, where where uh, Jesus is uh, talking to his disciples. That's Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. So for those of you who've been following the Wednesday podcast earlier in chapter 16, the Pharisees are antagonizing Jesus. They're, they're asking him for a sign. He said, I'm not going to give you a sign. The only sign is the sign of Jonah. That, that, that's the only sign that will be given. And Jonah, as we know, was, was uh, tasked to go to Nineveh and tell them to change their ways. He didn't want to do that. And he was, he was uh, swallowed up in a large fish. We call it a whale uh, for three days. And then he was, you know, spit back up onto the shore. He went to Nineveh and he accomplished the mission. And those people turned away. Nineveh and the king of Nineveh turned away from their idolatry. They turned away from their wicked ways and they turned towards God in those days. In a similar way that Jesus is, is, is crucified and he's, uh, and he dies for three days and he comes back from the dead. He rises again and we are supposed to be like the king of Nineveh. We are supposed to be like the people of Nineveh and turn from our ways because he has come back and he has given the message. He has given us the Holy Spirit uh, to, to do good, good works and to seek him and to have a relationship with him because that is the goal of life. Further than that, right after that, he, he, last week we talked about the, uh, the, the, the yeast. Jesus gives a parable about beware of the yeast of the pharisees and the sadducees and the yeast uh, meaning that you know it's something that that is mixed in with the dough and when you have a a, a little bit of yeast that mix in with your dough it, eventually you make the bread but it's the yeast that that uh you know permeates throughout the bread what, whatever is created so when the yeast of the pharisees is mixed in is is cre- is started inside you what you become is going to be a portion of what they've given you uh as opposed to the yeast of christ you know his body his blood that being you know that that small portion of yeast being put inside you making you into the bread that you would become is much better and he says to be be aware of that and so it's right off of that is where we come into today's passage on uh, verse 13 and it says when jesus came to the region of caesarea philippi he asks his disciples who do people say the son of man is they reply some say john the baptist others say elijah still others jeremiah or one of the prophets but who do you but what about you he asks who do you say that i am simon peter answered you are the messiah the son of the living god Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon of Jonah. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose 
on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone he was the Messiah. So what's going on here? After these interactions with these awful people, these hypocrites, as Jesus will eventually call them, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, without, after this interaction, this contentious interaction with them, and he warns the, 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 the Pharisees, and tell, calls them wicked and a wicked generation, and then he warns against what, the, what's, what ideas that they're spewing and not to, to listen to them. That's what he, essentially what he said last week in last week's uh, passage. Now Jesus has you know, pulled his disciples away after this contentious thing. As, and he asked his followers, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they're saying, well, he, he, John the Baptist or one of these prophets. I mean, Elijah was a prophet. Jeremiah was a prophet. Um, they don't know. After all these miracles, after all these uh, you know, feeding of 4,000, the feeding of 5,000, the uh, making you know, the lame walk, cleansing the lepers, doing all these great deeds effortlessly, They still don't get it. The people, the masses, will never get it. They can't even see with all the power, with everything that he's said, with everything that he's done, they still can't see that he is the Son of Man. Only a, a small few that are dedicated to Jesus, that don't, uh, that, that accompany him everywhere, that don't uh, run away from him, that don't turn their back on him, that don't get tired of him. All this walking from place to place, all this sailing around from spot to spot, having to rely on Jesus to multiply fish and bread in order to eat, being scorned and, you know, talked bad to by all the Sadducees and the Pharisees, the people who are the elites of their time, the their elites in their own society. But they're willing, these followers that are willing to stay with Jesus no matter what, no matter what anyone says, without, no matter what anyone does to them, they stick by him. And because of that, they get an inside track. They get an understanding of what it means to be him, what it, he's trying to do, what he is saying. And even they fail because they can't comprehend of all the mag, uh, magnitude of what he's talking about. But at least they, he gets, they get more than everyone else. And in that, in that idea of faith, in that, that idea of not turning one's back, in the idea of holding true to what Jesus says, he asks Peter, after, the, after he asks him who everyone else says that he is, he asks him, who do you say that I am? Right? So it's not what other people say. Not worried about what other people say. Not worried about what you say. You have followed me all this time. You have heard all my words. You have stuck by me. Who do you say that I am? Because I wonder if I, I wonder what what would happen here if if Peter does not reply 
with the right answer. If Peter were not to have the right answer here, if he looked, if he was, if he was embarrassed, if he was unsure, if he was shy, or if he just didn't believe, and he and he, he and, and Jesus asked him, "Who do you say that I am?" And he kind of shrugged. He gave you like that that shrug emoji, like, "I don't know. I don't know." What would Jesus have said? That's a good question. I don't know. But that's not what happened. What happened is G, uh, Peter, Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. He stands firm in his belief. He understands who he's, who he's talking to. He understands who he's with. He has faith and he is strong enough. He is confident enough. And himself to say that to someone and this is the person the Messiah is the Savior of the of the Israelites he is the Savior of the Jewish nation they have been waiting for hundreds of years for the for the coming of the Messiah that the prophets prophesied about Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel, etc., etc., etc. All the prophets, all the prophets, prophesied about the Messiah to, to, to establish a new kingdom for the Jewish people. That doesn't come easy, by any stretch of the the imagination. And for Simon Peter to stand that strong in his belief to 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 say it face to face to Jesus when he asked him shows a conviction that I pray that I hold in my heart, that I'm able to stand as strong as he is until my final day. Now, we know he eventually falls away and denies Christ, but he doesn't give up and he continues to, to, to do the works that God has out for him. But in this, and then in this light, what does Jesus say? This is when he changes his name. We reference Peter as Peter the entire time, but Jesus doesn't reference Peter. He calls him Simon. Even in this passage, he says, blessed are you Simon of Jonah, Simon, son of Jonah. He still calls him Simon. We call him Peter because of what Jesus says next. But he hasn't given him his new name. He hasn't given him his new self. He hasn't given him his new mission yet. He's still Simon, the fisherman, son of Jonah. But Christ here, after standing strong, after standing firm, after standing convicted and confident in his beliefs in Christ, in Jesus, Standing there in front of him, looking at him in the face, in the eyes. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Goodness, he would have to have some confidence to tell anyone that. And Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. Now is when he changes his name. I tell you that you are Peter meaning rock, and on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. 
the church that Peter built is us. It lives in us. It participates in us. We are a member of it. We are a member of the same organism, the same organization that was founded upon with these 12 people. You are a part of that. We are a part of that, an integral part of the living church. The bride of the bridegroom, you and I, stand strong in that understanding, stand firm in that understanding that we are a part of the same church that Jesus establishes on this day, in this passage. And he says, I give you the kings, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. As a member of the church, as a leader, as an elder in the church, Peter will go on to say later on in the New Testament in his own letter that we are all a royal priesthood. And within that priesthood, we have responsibilities. Paul says, as elders, we have responsibilities as an elder in your community, as an elder in your neighborhood, as an elder in your family, as an elder in the Christian American community. You have a responsibility to participate in this church that Christ establishes right here. Matthew 16, verse 13. You have a responsibility to the community as a whole, to yourself as an individual, to your family, to not only participate, but to lead in this organization. To stand firm and to know that Jesus is the son of the living God. The living God that's participating in our lives, that is guiding us that we should be seeking out, that we should be trying to establish a relationship with. That never ends, that never ceases. All powerful, all knowing God who stands outside of space and time that has created everything and it's a mental masterpiece. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a huge mental hurdle because our human minds can't fully comprehend all that that entails but no make no mistake about it peter's mind couldn't either but he had the faith and the confidence in jesus to say the words that established him at, as the foundation as the rock of what we know to be the church what we participate in this day this week it's incumbent upon you and I and the rest of the Christian American community to be a part of the church that's founded, to stand just as strong, to speak just as uh, confident, to look at people in the eye as Peter looked at Christ in the eye and speak the truth to them, regardless 
of their feelings, regardless of our own feelings or insecurities. That's what it means to be a Christian American. That's what it means to be a follower of Christ. So today, be a follower of Christ. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's ChristianAmericanTees.com. Go to ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick yourself up some Christian American apparel, like the shirt that I have on right now, right? Jesus lives here. He lives right here. He lives in this heart. Hopefully, he's living in your heart. Hopefully, he's guiding your feet and your hands and your works. Hopefully, he's guiding your speech. Hopefully, he's guiding your eyes and your thoughts. Hopefully, he's playing an integral role in your own life because you are allowing him. You are turning towards him and not turning away from him. So go to ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick yourself up some Christian American peril. Also, if you want to continue to be a part of the Christian American Dialogue, follow us, like us, tweet us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Parler. We'll continue to promote Parler. Uh, Parler is a new social media platform not too many people are aware of, but they are committed to free speech. So uh, we don't have a single issue on there, on that platform right now. Which is a good thing because you can't say that about all the social media platforms. Most of the social media platforms uh, we feel are downgrading our content. But that is um, for a different time. Also, go to YouTube.com. Search Good Morning Christian America and subscribe to the Good Morning Christian America YouTube channel. That way, regardless of what Facebook or Twitter do to our uh to our organic reach with our content you can always be updated when you subscribe to the youtube channel you click on the bell to be notified every time a new uh, good morning christian america podcast drops uh, that way you can tune in and watch it also all the audio podcasts that are out there all the platforms you should be able to search good morning christian america and subscribe to Good Morning Christian America uh, through any one of those podcla- podcast platforms. That's Google pa- Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, or Anchor, or any other podcast platform. Just search Good Morning Christian America and be sure to subscribe. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Friday when we come together and focus on the family and talk about the week that we are having right now, I want you guys to stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.